Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I broke into song a little bit there, you lucky sausages. Guys, today's guest is a lovely and extremely talented woman called Nicole Bernard. Nicole is a marketing guru. I want to say she is the marketing guru. You guys have got a business you want to promote, you guys don't know how to market it or anything like that, check out Nicole. She has got some great ideas and is extremely talented in the industry, so check her out. She's also the host of the Bubbles and Biz podcast, which is a great idea for a podcast. She interviews uh, marketing um, experts while drinking wine, Prosecco. I think there's anything under the sun, I'm not sure. But a great idea for a podcast and extremely good fun and a lot, a lot of value from that. So check it out. Nicole also uh, does a training program. If you want to do learn about more about marketing and stuff like that, She's got a training program to suit. She will help you understand the industry, help you figure out what you want to do with your program, your business, whatever you want to advertise out there. Nicole has got the answer basically for it. So check her out. Guys, had a really good podcast episode. We went through a number of different subjects here. We It was very good. It was really chilled and entertaining. Uh, we went through everything from obviously marketing stuff that uh, Nicole deals with. We also went through the stuff that's happening in COVID and what the, the industry's looking like, what the world's going to be looking like soon. So guys, hope you enjoy them. So without further ado, the amazing and extremely talented Nicole Bernard. I don't know why I instigate, say what I don't mean. I don't know how I got this way, I know it's not alright, so I'm And we are good, Nicole. How you doing? Good. Uh, can't complain. It's been a long week, but uh, things are better. So how about you? Uh, no, uh, do you know what? It's been an incredibly boring week. I have literally done nothing. I'm still in quarantine over here. So we are literally over here in the UK. I'm still in quarantine. We're in double figures now. It's uh, weeks, not days, but weeks. And uh, it's doing my head in, to be quite honest with you. But it's uh, hopefully end of the month, end of June sort of thing. Really? Oh, wow. Beginning of June, sorry. I say, I say the end of June? Beginning of June. Okay. Should we get back to normal? Fingers crossed. And I can actually go out again. Yay. I know, yeah. I know somebody said the other day we're like, what, 150 days in or something like that? I didn't realize it had been that long. Like it's Horrible, isn't it? Horrible. I know, it really is. Yeah, we started phase one last week, and I think we start phase two, which I don't even know what the phases mean, <laughs> but I think we start next week. But um, yeah, it's the whole thing's crazy. I think I want to give it these like kind of different phases. I think they just do it so it looks good. It says right, proper. Know, yeah. it means nothing. Just I it know. just sounds good. What are you? Oh, I'm on phase two. What are you on, bruv? Oh, I'm on phase three. Oh wow, you guys must be really good. I'm on phase right. one. Oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, it's like trying to judge it. Right. I know. Yeah. Well, so after my son broke his arm last week, you know, of course, you know, you get a bunch of treats and you get spoiled and all that. We went to Walmart and wow. I mean. You didn't look like anybody was quarantined there. Like nobody had masks. Everybody was next to each other, which was fine. Like yeah. it was just kind of funny. And so I'm like, what? I don't know. The phases mean nothing because like nobody listens to. Mental. What was the hospital like when you went there? Was that still a bit crazy? It wasn't too bad. So where I live, like we're in a pretty small town, and so um, they just made us wear a mask and they took our temperature, and that was it. I mean, it really wasn't that bad like there, I don't think there was like anybody else in the hospital it's, it was that slow 
Like, oh, I didn't yeah. see one other person. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. Well, I don't know if it's like over here. Uh, they're telling us, like, just don't go to the hospital unless it's really serious sort of thing. Because you know what right. people are like, that the hypochondriacs and all that sort of stuff. It's like they've skinned their knee, but they think they're going to get sepsis or something like that from it. Right. So, this is crazy. Yeah. So you got all these. It just shows you about how, how paranoid people are at some point, you know? You know, it's know. when someone says, don't come to the hospital unless you're, like, your arm is falling off or your arm is literally in two broken and it's dangling. <laughs> dangling. <laughs> uh, was that was it that bad? Was it proper dangling last week? Was it? Was it? Yeah, it was kind of dangling and it was like this huge hump. I don't know. It makes me queasy to look at stuff like that. So I tried not to look at it very much. But um, yeah, it was pretty dangly. Um, and he was in so much pain. I felt so bad for him because we didn't. It happened kind of like later afternoon, so we didn't actually get his cast until the next day. So oh. it was just kind of like. Bleh. Like, we should get. We should really give a bit of context. I don't know if we said that you, you're. It was actually your son that uh, broke his arm last week, wasn't it? We're talking about yeah. this, and oh, people are probably listening, going, "What are they talking about?" So we we're t- because we we're talking about this before the, we started recording. We just kind of followed on from it. Yeah. So it was your son, the six-year-old son, that fell off a hydrant, went well, a fire hydrant, and broke his arm. Yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were supposed to chat last week, so I had to reschedule because yeah, that whole first night he did not sleep, but. Yes, he was climbing a fire hydrant, and unfortunately, he had, like, his favorite shoes on. He's, like, a Nintendo junkie, loves Mario and Luigi, and he never wears these shoes that he had, and the the shoelace caught the fire hydrant, and that's what kind of made him, like, fall and... I don't know. The impact. I, I wasn't there. This is what happens when my husband takes them on walks. Like, <laughs> is that what it is? Is, 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 is he get the blame for it then, did he? <laughs> yes. Is every, I bet you would. Every time you go out with them, they come back with a scrape or a cut or a broken arm. Yeah. What's next? Did they kind of come back with no head or something? <laughs> Yeah, I remember when my daughter was pretty young. She was still pretty, like, small enough to, like, sleep on him. I worked at a winery, and so I was gone, like, 12 hours. We were in the middle of harvest. Yeah. Come home, and she's got, like, this scratch on her forehead. And I was like, what? That wasn't there when I left this morning, you know? And he was like, oh, we fell asleep on the couch, and she rolled off. I was just like, oh, my God. She's, like, four months old. I know. that. I always get it whenever it says something like that. It goes, where did that come from? And my first... Whenever I've done something wrong, I always go, well, funny story. And then straight away, whenever I say that, that's when the, the ex-message knew that I, I kind of fucked up on something. Right. But, yeah, totally. But, where's the bruise came from her leg? Well, funny story. I was chucking her about the room and she fell, but she's okay. Right. And she's like, oh my God, it just gets worse and worse. Why are you chucking her about? And especially on the front room. It's just, that's what dads do, don't they? We just like to just go crazy. And, uh, and it's up to the mums to kind of, Rain is all in, sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. Kind of I know, yeah, I know. He always like riles him up before bed. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're not the one putting them to sleep. Because like, <laughs> I'm not with I'm not with ex messes anymore, and I get my daughter all the time, and all the time I love it is um, I get um, get her just kind of wound up and proper going crazy before she gets picked up. Uh, and if I'm feeling if she's if my ex messes really like kind of pisses me off, I always give her like kind of sweets beforehand. And give like her, a soda. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Just give us a. I just give a go. There you go. Have fun with that. <laughs> Who's the asshole now? Yeah, have some of that. <laughs> there he is. And I always get it. She just looks at me. You have to say, "Oh my god, I hate you." <laughs> yes, some of that. But that's enough of our personal. But my, she's yeah. a nice girl. She's a nice girl. Bless her. She has. A, she has her moments. But don't they all? Don't we all? Yeah, so, totally. So Nicole, you've been busy. You've been. Re- oh yeah. You're, you currently are busy to be quite honest with you. Every time I, um, uh, when I was doing some research on yourself, it kind of makes me feel lazy. <laughs> quite honest with you. I'm just like, I look at myself going, I kind of really should be doing more of my life. <laughs> you see? 
I mean, well, you, you, the, the podcast is going well. I've been listening to that. Oh, thanks for listening. Yeah, I it's always been like fun. To. It's good. The, the, I think the best one is that you send people drink as well, don't you? Yes, I do. So let me know when you want to be on. I'll send. Well, I can't ship it to you, but I can get you some money that you can go buy your own bubbly, and then we'll chat. <laughs> Which is what I do when I can't ship. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been fun. Um, I wasn't really sure what the hell I was doing or why I was starting it a year ago, but it's kind of now it's you know getting easier and um, just really met a lot of amazing people. Had some really good champagne along the way so can't complain so would you give it uh, you send a bottle to a bottle of champagne to everyone that you really um you interview first then you just get pissed basically yeah. <laughs> get drunk <laughs> together for the most part <laughs> and one time i did like two back to back and the second one i mean it was like well i it, i did one of like the audio snippets i couldn't even like speak like it's just like <laughs> oh, a little too much so what's the, the podcast about? What's that about? Yeah, so it's really, it's called Bubbles and Biz. Um, and so the bubbles are the champagne that I send. Um, and then we just kind of talk about like our entrepreneurial journey, like how we got started, um, work-life balance, different apps that we use um, mm. to like grow our business. Um, and then like how we get out of our comfort zone. So it's only me, like I work by myself at my house. And so I really wanted to create like a community and, you know, not feel like I'm crazy sometimes with all these thoughts and everything that's going yeah, on exactly. in my head. So um, I thought that would be a fun way to do it. And so, yeah. Do you know, actually, uh, when, I, when I listened to your podcast, I actually was going to try and nick an idea off you. Now, I'm, th I'm still thinking about doing it for this one. And obviously, when you send a bottle of champagne to them, I said, so I can do that because that, that, already can I, go into my sort of like kind of mindset. So I tried to find out about sending a bottle of Iron Brew to... Iron Brew? Oh, you've not had Iron Brew? Oh, Nicole. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a taste <laughs> sensation. It's a Scottish drink. It's literally, you can, only, you can only get it in Scotland. It's a fizzy drink. Mm -hmm. It's orange. And it's literally the best drink in the world. Oh, okay. We, we are, we, 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 in Scotland, you're basically growing up with it. If you don't drink iron brew, there's something right. wrong. And so is there booze in it or is it just like a soda? No, or? it's a soft drink. You can put, oh. but it, go, it goes extremely well with vodka. Which oh, that works out well. Oh, always nice. It's always nice. It goes extremely well with vodka. Vodka and iron brew, you're on a winner. You know, but yeah. it's, it's like one of those kind of drinks that it's like a national drink, Scottish national drink. They had to change the recipe because there was too much sugar in it and it became a Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You never hear that. Oh yeah. It was bad. They had to change the recipe so many times. And, um, so I tried to see if I could like send bottles, little small liter bottles of iron brew yeah. to, to guests. And I was like, well, I don't want to, um, ship it over. Cause it costs from the UK to ship it over to the U S cause a lot, I got a lot of guests from the U S. Yeah. Um, it costs a lot of money. So then I tried to buy it over there and you can get it. You can get it from like Walmart and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. But, but for a liter bottle, it costs 15 pounds. Or $15 oh for a liter bottle. Because it says, it, underneath it, a big asterisk says imported. And I'm like, ah, right. there you go. Mm, man, so, the damn uh, imports. I know, yeah. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm still looking at that. So I, a couple of months down the line, if you've got a random bottle of Iron Brew, rock up at your house, you know where it came from. Yes. I would love to try it. It sounds so interesting. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, the thing is, is we, we, we're very limited to our soft drinks over here. You guys have got loads. You've got like kind of, sodas so coming many. out of everyone we don't really have that many over here we have like the, the, the normal like your seven ups your lemonades your cokes mm -hmm. dr peppers and stuff but iron brew is up there iron brew is up there it's, okay. uh, it's a scottish one that's the the, the, the game falls so 
So yes, I nearly nicked that, but I'm still trying to find out the kinks. So if anyone listening to this knows how to get some iron brew in the US, hit me up in my D- slide into my DMs, Ryan underscore walk right for you on Twitter. Go for it. And uh, <laughs> give me some pointers. Yeah, there's gotta be somebody that has a hookup somehow, you know. It's black market trading, isn't it? I'll be like, oh, some, somebody's going to have to have a, a soda guy. You know what I mean? Right. I'll phone my soda guy and hook you up, Brian. I'll be like, oh, here you go. That's, that's when you know you're onto a winner there, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. So, so with the podcast that you've been doing, um, uh, the Bowls and Biz thing, where, where would the idea come from? Because it's, it's, it takes a bit of a big step. I mean, I do podcasts myself, but it's, uh, I've been doing it for years. It's a big step to do a podcast because a lot of people don't understand it. Was that, was that a bit of a kind of... Um, a touchy subject, uh, not a touchy, but a, a bit of a, how can I say, nervousness kicking in sort of thing. Lots of words there, to be fair. Yeah. So, luckily for me, I was kind of naive about it, and I didn't really do my research before I started it. <laughs> Learn by and, doing. What do you think I'm doing, Nicole? Come on. Right. <laughs> I Googled my way through everything. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but, so what I do, like, I've talked to a lot of different podcasters and every, it seems like yep. everybody kind of has their own way to do it, which is awesome. Like some people batch and they do it for, you know, they do like 10 episodes in a day. I can't do that. Like it just, I don't know. It just, well, especially with the drinking, I totally couldn't do that. But, um, like, so <laughs> I, I just forgot, but Imagine you actually had like three or four in one day. You're like, right, get, get the paracetamol on the go tomorrow. I am going to be unwell. I know. And yeah, and I can't handle booze like I did in my 20s. So it just wouldn't work. But um, yeah, so I've just kind of like once a week, um, I record and then I do the editing and everything. I found this really great program. I think they're in the UK, actually. Um, Alitu, A-L-T-I-U or something like that. Um, He makes it super easy. It's like a monthly subscription. I just upload it, edit it, have my music. You can create like your intro and outro on there. And then, yeah, so it makes it super easy. So I do all the editing, which doesn't usually, like, do that much. It doesn't really. And so then I just kind of, it's like once a week that I just kind of keep it going. Um, So that's worked out well for me. But, um, yeah, the first few, I was so nervous, like, because I don't really even, like, talk on the phone. Like, if people call me, I don't answer, but I'll text you right back. Mm. So the fact that I, like, created a podcast kind of makes me laugh. But the champagne helps. So (laughs) there's that. I think as you, when you mentioned before about talking, people don't like talking much anymore, do they? No. I always I used to I... phone. I used to phone people, and they never used to answer. And then you text me, "Hi, right, what's up?" Right. And I phone yeah. them back. They don't answer. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Why? Why would they? The talk? Is, I hate text messages. I hate texting. It, it, I could describe something in a text message. It would take me ages, but I literally could speak to them, and it would take two seconds. Right. And I would get all sorted. But nobody does it anymore. It's so frustrating. I know. Sorry. I'm totally one of those people. You, okay, I thought about one, that the, one of them. God. I thought about that the other day. Like I was like, I have my phone. I take my phone everywhere. I constantly have my phone, but I don't even know the last time I actually like soak on my phone. Like I'd look at it and text or check emails or social media, but I don't use it to actually speak. Like the reason yeah. it's, you know, was created. That's it. When they give you these like phone contracts and they give you like some like, I don't know, like a thousand minutes free. It's like, I am never going to use that. Right. Never going to use that. And I've got, and it says that you've got like uh, how many text messages as well. I'm not going to use that because everyone's on WhatsApp and iMessage and it's going to be like, uh, uh, internet is going to be used. So I never right. use that. It's my, my data, my allowance I get each month. I keep sending my, uh, the, the guys over here, Vodafone. I was like, can I roll it over? And they go, it doesn't work like that. I'm like, right. if I did, I'd be on like a million minutes right now. 
Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just care about like, do I have unlimited data? That's all I need. Like, <laughs> oh, gee. Don't, we don't, we, we're not privileged enough to get that over here. They, they've clicked really? on. Really? Well, it's probably nah. a good thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's a necessary evil, which. Yeah, I, th I think they released it about two years ago. They had like phone contracts with unlimited data on it and everyone jumped on it. And then they realized the mistake that they've made because they could literally make a bucket load of money if they didn't have it. So it's just like, ah, oh, shit. So don't do it anymore. <laughs> just kidding. Just, yeah, I don't. I guess I get on way. <laughs> but, um, so you've obviously got the podcast going on, which is fantastic. I've listened to it. Guys, if you ever got a chance to listen to it, please take a like. We'll um, post this, uh, the, the, the link in the description so you can check it out. But um, you have had a little bit of a, an entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey sort of thing haven't you yes yeah totally uh, about uh, 12 years going on our thir 13th year is it something you've always wanted to go into because it's not really something that everyone jumps straight into really is it's some people do and some people don't what was your story behind that yeah no um in college i mean my degrees in marketing um ah. i originally started it in like teaching until i actually like got in the classroom for the student teaching and i was like yeah this isn't gonna work <laughs> um and so I did not like have the idea of entrepreneurship. Um, I always wanted to go like corporate. It was my husband um, that kind of flung us into it, which is great. Oh, really? I mean, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're from New Orleans. We stayed there for about two years after Hurricane Katrina. Um, he flipped houses um, because, you know, everything was so damaged and he did yeah. like 35 in two years and he was, he was done. He was like, I'm exhausted. It's hot oh, really? here. Yeah. And he always loved the West. Um, and so my parents had moved up here uh, to Oregon. And so that's kind of how we got connected to this area. And we moved up here. There was a beautiful like little farm property and we were young, didn't have any kids. And so we bought that and um, created an organic farm. And then a few years into it, you know, organic vegetables don't make a ton of money. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So we, we were homeowners as well. <laughs> Some guys are probably listening that's about to buy an organic farm going, shit. <laughs> I know. Man. So uh, to make money, we built a tap room on our farm and we opened up a brewery. Um, and so we did that for, yeah, about, it's like, it was really good, but it was kind of bad having like unlimited beer 150 feet from your back door. <laughs> But, oh, that could be dangerous to be quite like that's yeah. my dream that'd be that's an amazing but yeah as you imagine not good for your health wise yeah i mean we weren't too bad but it, i mean especially when we had kids because you, you can't but yeah it was it was an amazing experience um and so we did that for about seven years actually so our first i wanted to tell you this our first um we had people come and live on our farm and help us like do it like All right. do the farming stuff woofers have you ever heard of the organization woof it's i like haven't world, noticed this worldwide organization of organic farming. Um, so we just give them a place to live and they would come and work on the farm and you feed them and everything. So our first woofers were from the UK. Oh, and brilliant. Yeah, I think, does Shropshire sound familiar? Oh, Shropshire, yeah. Yeah, okay, they were from there, super awesome. We still see them, they live in Canada now. Um, we just saw them a few months ago, but oh, great brilliant. people. So yeah, we did the farm, um, but then we, literally caused too much traffic and our neighbors didn't like it. And what was it? Why, why was the traffic? What happened there? Why, why too much traffic? Was that just people coming and try to grab your beer? Yes. Oh, yeah, really? So it was like the, our opening day of like our third season. It was like mother's day. We got a band, we got some food trucks out there. Um, and it was just a really big, big crowd. Man. Yeah. Big, 
big crowd, big party, and it's yeah, big celebration. Like big That's opening amazing. season. Yeah, like right, you know, spring. The weather was amazing, and we had two older neighbors that are just long time lived there. You know, it's really quiet. Yeah, um, like the town we lived in had like two thousand people. Um, we've moved since then. We sold the farm, and so you know they were getting all these tourists from like Portland, Seattle, everywhere, and they weren't happy about you know tourism. So uh, they complained and went through like the whole thing of like a public hearing, like we had lawyers oh, wow. come out. Yeah. Oh, because of that, because and the thing is, it was all because you, you were successful. Yeah. Simple exactly. as that. that they couldn't, uh, God, you don't just hate people sometimes. Yeah. It took me a long time to get over that one. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Did they, did they, is that the one of the main reasons why you, you, you sold up? Yeah. Um, so it was like some zoning that nobody caught when we did our liquor license. And like, we had, you know, all of our permits, we had everything, but there was something that was overlooked between like us and the county. And so we had to like change to where it would only be like growler fill. We couldn't have anybody like stop or stay at the farm, which was, you know, a part of it. Like people loved sitting there on the farm and looking at chickens and goats and vegetables and everything. Getting pissed um, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk to the chickens, whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no more drink for that man. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so then we, yeah, we closed and then we decided, um, you know, we, that was seven years of, I didn't really garden much. My husband did all that. Right. And again, he was kind of like, you know, I'm kind of tired of this and, you know, got all that we, we couldn't do what we needed to do. So we ended up selling the farm. It's a big, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard work to be quite honest with you. It's um, from where I used to live up in Scotland is um, it's a bit of a farming community right now and mm-hmm. the, the stick somewhere and a couple of mates used to be farmers and they were, I was only like 15, 16 and we used to finish, get up in the morning, do work, then go to school, do a whole day of school, then come back and work till about eight, nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh how the I was like, holy crap, man. He's like, yeah. And they used to it because yeah. they said their farm is like that's that's how they make their that's the livelihood. They have to put the effort into it, otherwise they don't they don't feed and they don't get food on the table, sort of thing. So it's complete yeah. minds, complete different mind. And it, I'm like, he's like, "What are you doing?" I goes, "I'm going home to play my N64 or something." You know, what I mean? it's like, <laughs> he's like, "You lucky bastard." It's crazy. It's crazy. So, so with the, with the farm was um, you you obviously took your marketing uh um experience that proved that you're, at, you're, you're good at the marketing side of things. Is that what made you kind of branch more into that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, we didn't have much of a budget, obviously. So I just used a lot of organic ways, you know, with our website and social media and like, I would outreach, like, I mean, reach out to like different influencers, like where we are in the Northwest is like a huge beer community. So I would invite like all the bloggers to come out to the farm and just taste whatever they wanted, you know, so that they would go back and kind of write about it, things like that. Um, so we just really utilized a lot of those strategies um, to get found. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, it worked for sure. A little too much, I guess. I know. Yeah. But the thing is, is what you can, that, that sort of strategy still goes on now. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, it's a bit different because it's more like Instagram influencers and YouTubers and all that sort of stuff. Um, you do get a lot of them, but, it's a bit different now, I think. I think they're yeah. a bit more saturated, a little bit more entitled, expecting to get free stuff and all that sort of thing and not actually delivering anything. You know, it's like... Yeah. It's, 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 it's touchy. I remember seeing... I don't know if you've seen the article, I think it was about two months ago, with uh, the girl who is a YouTuber and she messaged um, a, a hotel in Ireland and uh, mm-hmm. she says, oh, I've got XYZ. I've got some, like, 
um, I've like 50,000 followers on Instagram and I've got X amount of people on um, uh, YouTube and all that sort of stuff with plans to come over. And he mm-hmm. goes, for that, I'll put up a good write-up on my Instagram and take pictures, give you the exposure. Can you give us a free room? And the guy just went, no, get yourself to And he, he wrote this big, massive paragraph on Facebook saying, uh, your followers are not going to pay for our uh, for the cleaners to clean your room. They're not going to pay for the cooks to cook your right. dinner. And she was asking for a week-long vacation for nothing. Oh, my gosh. Big. It was a huge thing over here. It was all over the papers. If you right. Google it, it's all over. And she literally got ridiculed. She's, she's literally, I don't know if she's still on YouTube, but she's still on um, Instagram and all that, but she got victimized massively. Yeah, that was rude, though, just to assume that somebody's going to, I don't know, like if somebody asks you to do something, it's so different than just like you going up before and just expecting, you know, somebody to give you all that. That's crazy. I know, exactly. So I'm not sure what's going on with them. I'm not heard from much in a while, but. Yeah, lay low for a little bit, I guess. I think that's the best way for her. Lay low for a bit, don't talk about it and just get on. Yeah. So, I mean, luckily something else will come up and people will forget about her, but yeah. Well, TikTok's going to be the main one now, isn't it? That's TikTok. That's the, the, the huge platform that everyone's using now. Yeah. I have, I downloaded the app the other day, but I haven't even created it because I don't even know how to do it, you know? And so I don't know. I've, I have mixed feelings about trying to figure it out. <laughs> I've, um, I've, I, I downloaded it a few months ago because everyone was raving about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I like to jump on these little trains. I, I, I love it. I'm such a sheep. I jump on these trains. You know, when Twitter was a trend, I jumped on that and I don't use that much anymore. But Facebook's always been consistent, then LinkedIn, and then there's Instagram, and now there's TikTok. And I jumped on this trend as well. Yeah. I, I, it's addictive. I can't lie to you. It's so addictive. I'm I know, watching yeah, a, I've seen. So, I mean, it's full of loads of people just like kind of lip syncing to all these different songs and stuff, but there's so many clever ones on there. There's so many clever people on there. I'm just like, that is how you do it. It's like right. Vine. Remember Vine back in the day? Mm-mm. It's a part of Twitter. Oh, Vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the 10-second yeah, yeah. videos. Yes. It's sort of like that. And people were creating. They were, they were, they were using that platform to create stuff. And mm-hmm. it was just like, wow, this is fascinating. This is great. And um, I uploaded. And these guys were getting like thousands and thousands of views. Yeah. So I, I uploaded a few videos and I've got 20 views. So I don't hey, know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I gave up. I was like, well, I was like, fuck you, TikTok. I don't want to use you anymore. <laughs> I'm not creative. I don't really have rhythm. So I'm just like, I don't know if I want to try this. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. But yeah, it's so addictive. So addictive. But it's just um, from, from like a marketer's point of view, that could be the next, I think that's going to be the next one that's going to blow up, I think. Right. Well, then I wonder if it's going to be like Snapchat though. Like Snapchat was the huge, you know, all the rage. And I mean, it is great for TikTok right now. I mean, unfortunately that we're all quarantined. So I feel like they have like so many more eyes, which is great for them. I just wonder how it's going to be long-term. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing that the, I think that what happened with tech, uh, with Snapchat is they were going to get bought out by um, Facebook, weren't they? Uh, yeah, all, they were. And they, they, Snapchat told them to do one. Um, so, so I love this Zuckerberg and Instagram and all that sort of stuff just nicked their ideas and just put their ideas into Instagram and that's why Instagram are kicking Snapchat's ass now so this guy right. could be literally a multi-billionaire I think they were going for something like 30 billion or something oh yeah I mean he would have retired and then lived a great life oh god yeah and the rest of his family for generations but he turned it down just because he wanted um, he thought he was going to be get more so which is a lesson in life right there, I think. Right. Yeah, go out on top. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, it's just like somebody offers you 30 billion pounds for a nap you made. Fucking take right. 
<laughs> right, and build another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can build one, you're sure right. you can build another one. There's, there's exactly. other opportunities there. God, some people, I couldn't believe it. I'm just like, I'm reading this story and I was getting more angrier and angrier every time I was reading it. I was like, why are you such an idiot? But I just, <laughs> so, um, so, you, so you went from the farm sort of thing. So where, where did it take you after that? Yes, yeah, so we moved back to Louisiana for a little while after that, took a break from the Northwest, and I started working for a digital marketing agency um, from a friend I went to high school with, his brother owned it. So I stayed there for about three years, um, and then my dad passed away, and I had kind of been wanting to maybe branch out on my own anyway, and then I was like, you know what, why not, like life's short. Pocket, let's go. And so then I branched out on my own and I've been doing that since 2016. Wow. Well, the thing is, you already had uh, the experience beforehand of branching out, but it's still a big challenge. It's still a big step. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a little scary. Very scary. When I did it, when I started my agency, I had a recruitment agency a few years back and I started doing it and I was like, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about this. But it starts to get a little bit, uh, you start to doubt yourself more than anything else when yes. you start up yourself. You, you really, mm -hmm. self-doubt really hits home and it's just like, shit, am I good enough for this, you know? And it's just like, can I do this? And the fear starts and you're on your own, you get no one else mm -hmm. to reassure you. And it's just, yep. and the thing is, I don't know about yourself, but it's when your partner says, everyone's going to be fine, everyone's going to be fine. You don't listen to them. No. You know, I want to hear it from someone else, external. You're supposed to say that. You're, right. you're married to me. You're, you're supposed to say these sort of stuff. <laughs> If you don't, why you married to me? Yeah, that's it. By law, mm -hmm. on that marriage certificate, it says you should big me up all the time. So, yeah, but you want somebody else to say it. You want somebody externally to say it. And until you get that, it's really, really, it's, it's hard. It, it, and it troubles your head sort of thing. So I don't know if you were the same. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, because there, like you said, there's nobody telling you what to do. So, like, I don't know. Is this a good decision? Nobody's going to give me any input on it. You know, like, nobody's going to come behind and be like, oh, yeah, that was great. Keep doing that. Or, no, that was horrible. Make a different one. <laughs> like, so it's all about, like, I don't know, just trying, like, learning as you go. And I try to kind of, like, just keep tunnel vision and not think about, like, what did I just do? And just keep going. Um, so, yeah, that was the only thing that really helped me. Well, and wine, lots of wine. <laughs> Copious amounts of wine. And the good thing about it, you know how to make it as well in beer. So it's um, save the pennies. So, um, so, so did, yes. you, did you go into like any sort of like a mentorship? Did you, men get, did you go down that mentor route? Because a lot of people go down that route. They get like someone to kind of mentor them through the journey. Did you go through that? worked for he was phenomenal he was yeah. awesome so I learned a lot from and it was only me and one other girl that were his employees so just I was able to watch what he was doing and was very involved um being a project manager for him and just you know learn the ropes of everything that we would do for clients um and then I would kind of also kind of see how he ran it with different programs and platforms and things like that so I just learned like gleaned a lot along the way and so I was able to take that and then what I did at the farm with marketing um and kind of merge all like that I've learned and gone through um for for my own agency and just kind of yeah um go from there that's great mm -hmm. did you have any did you have uh, like the 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 pivotal moment when you did your first deal did you do the did you go out and party and think everything's the best day ever sort of thing um I don't think that I did I should do that 
<laughs> shoot it. That's the neat thing. Ago, I mean, it's like better late than never. I know, yeah, I know. Well, that's what I did as well. When it was, um, when I did my first deal sort of thing, that's what I did. I was like, right, let's go. We're having a party. Come on, get your glad rags on. We're spending money, even though I had that's no like, money to spend at that point. Right, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You think about it. We'll be millionaires next year. Don't panic. It'll be fine. I'd have like, okay, four years later, you're still like, okay, maybe not. But so, so that you went through the, the that sort of kind of pivotal moment. Was there any sort of like kind of specific moment that really kind of challenged of what you're trying to like create sort of thing? Is it always, is there something there that kind of just, uh, why am I doing this sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I've had that moment a few times. Um, just like you know. Sometimes you have awesome clients, but they don't pay you on time and you've kind of got to go and follow up multiple times. And, you know, sometimes like I'm the only one that works. My husband stays home with the kids and the homeschools. And so a few times when it was just kind of like lots of stuff going on, you know, counselor receivable is not coming in. It's like, why am I doing this? Like, should I just go and get a job? It would be so much easier. Like I would have a consistent you know, I know when I would get paid, I wouldn't have to hound people, which I hate doing anyway. Like, I don't even like talking about money. Um, but I don't know. Then I, you know, then I started to like really think about that. Like, no, I, I love the flexibility of being able to work at home with my kids. You know, um, I can, you know, like I am financially free, although sometimes, you know, it dips with different clients. Well, luckily, like they, was, they kind of, and that was more and so in the beginning when I didn't I wasn't as established I don't have those problems anymore yeah. um and so it was just like a growing pain you know and it's like is this really the right thing for me and I just really felt in my heart that it, it is like it's not easy um but it I, I wouldn't I couldn't imagine it any other way now yeah I think I think probably a pivotal moment for me was realizing that outsourcing is your friend Yes, that's that's a game changer. <laughs> that's a hell of a game changer. Mm -hmm. Don't need to do all this yourself. You can get other right. people to do it for you. Which is that, yes. that's so you take advantage obviously like websites like Upwork and Fiverr and all that sort of stuff and yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah those people are amazing. Yeah. I have a graphic designer, she's over in the UK, she's amazing. Um, oh, wow. I got a web guy, yeah, in Wisconsin and he loves craft beer. So I just we pretty much, I don't even have to pay him. I just send him craft beer from the Northwest and that's it. <laughs> oh my God. I tell you what, I tell you what, so, so you've got, so you've got a graphics guy, you've got a web guy. Do you have a soda guy? I do not have a soda guy. Damn, I will keep an eye out though. Just, uh, just put, I'm just putting the feelers out just in case. Can't be, right. can't be too careful. You never know. You never know. You never know. Never, never know. know. So, so with um, the, the different parts, when you started doing it and all that sort of stuff, where, where, where would you, would you ever think of like, as I mentioned before, is this what I want to do? Is this, what, what made you, what kind of is the, the good things you really say? See if someone is literally wants to start their own agency, they want to go into their own business and all that sort of stuff. What kind of advice would you give them to start with? What would you say to them? Um, so I think a lot of us don't start the things we want just because we kind of get scared. And so I would just say, go for it. Like, do a little research. Um, again, so like since I was able to learn from him, I didn't also do a lot of research <laughs> before I started. Apparently, I just jump into things and figure it out on the way, which I guess is good. But <laughs> I said, learn by doing, Nicole. It's the best way. Yeah, true. That's what I do. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, like just know that it's it is going to be hard. Like some days are going to be a lot better than others. Um, and not, notice there's definitely an ebb and flow. So just know that that flow will come back, um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. 
you know, I think a lot of us get really wrapped up on, you know, it needs to be perfect. Um, I didn't start my podcast for two years. Like I had the idea years ago and I was like, mm, I don't know what to do. Like, and I don't want it to look like an idiot. And then I got my best friend from champagne and here we are, <laughs> you know, like Happy she was my first guest. Um, so yeah, just go for it. Like just jump in. Um, life really is super short. And so you never really know until you try and you really will like more, you're more than likely to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, um, so obviously with the marketing side of stuff, I want to I want to pick your brains about that. Yeah, I want I want to pick your brains. I know it's like it's, it's your forte, of course. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a big change in there recently with marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. Where do, yeah. Where do you see it going over this year? Because a lot of things have changed just this year, uh, yeah. with obviously the COVID stuff. I don't know. Do you think it's going to continue to go down the digital route? do but I do see a lot of it coming back as well um and I think after like so like print media that has been kind of like everybody would throw it out before and like nobody wanted to do like send it out but now that people get bombarded digitally like when they get stuff in the mail they're like oh what's this so it's kind of come full circle and it's gaining popularity again Um, and I do think after we're all out of quarantine like the networking the face-to-face like in real life I think people will really put an emphasis on that after like the initial being scared to go out in public again. Um, Cause you know, I think people realize how meaningful relationships are and how much they miss people. And so I think that will be a big, like a big uptick after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's quite, it's quite interesting to say about the, the, the mail stuff that you get, like the letters of print copies and all that sort of stuff. Cause it is, it's, it does, it is like that because it's so old fashioned and people don't do it. But when you do it, get something coming through you do take notice and I just thought about when you said that I actually did that this morning so I had a letter come through and go oh, what's this oh I got 20% right. I got 20% off at the, the restaurant down the road I'm having some of this and it's yeah. like that you know it, it, <laughs> it does make you think it does make you think definitely but with the digital set of stuff and how marketing is going down do you not think that with all that is that a hindrance towards us to be fair of what the society is all about what isn't a minute you know, obviously what I'm saying is like, we're so used to being on digital, so used to being on phones and laptops and PCs and all that sort of stuff. Do you think mm-hmm. that is a good thing for us to step away from the digital side? I mean, health-wise, it'd probably be good for us. <laughs> but um, I don't really see it like really taking a huge dip um, there because there's so many different channels and everybody have, like has access to all of these channels. Um, so I don't, I don't see marketers or small businesses, you know, kind of pulling back from that. But, um, like I said, I could see, you know, maybe adding in like the print or like online, like, I mean, in-person events, things like that. And actually using all of those together would be the most effective way to do it. Um, but I do know advertising like has dropped. Like if you wanted to go and run ads right now, it's like half of what it normally is because a lot of advertisers have pulled out right now. So like now would be a great time to like, you know, go for it because you could get it for half price. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It really will be interesting to see how like from, you know, what's this? We're almost in June, like what it looks like in December. You know what I mean? After yeah. the whole world opens back up and I don't know. Do you know what I'm actually looking forward to see? Uh, to see how, what marketing agency and what a marketing company are going to take on Corona, the alcohol beer and see how they can turn them around. <laughs> right I know, now. I know there's sales. 
actually dropped. And I'm like, why? Like, it makes no, there's no correlation between the two. It's ridiculous. I've seen, I seen when it all, all this started, the pandemic really started kicking off when it started, like, kind of going a bit global. That um, Was it the Corona put on the Twitter feed um, to Bud Light? We'll pay Bud Light $2 billion to change, uh, no, they'll change the World, Wealth, World Health Organization, $2 billion to change the name of coronavirus to Bud Light virus instead. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, at least they're taking it in jest, you know what I mean? And, right, and, yeah. And obviously Bud Light are underneath it going, you're taking the mic now, don't you dare? I thought that was quite <laughs> funny. But yeah, that's going to be a tough one for them. That's, it's not even their fault either. No. So, uh, I don't know, where would you start with that? Where would you start, what would you do? If I was Corona? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I, I think the humor might be the best route to go at this point, because I mean, what else can you do? I mean, you can't really upset people anymore or like cause them to not buy. Because um, I don't think, you know, trying to go like, logically, like, obviously, like, this isn't, we're not related to it. I would just, I would stick with the humor because those get, yeah, as you know, I mean, the most engagement, like the most reach, people are going to share stuff like that. I don't know, maybe like a series of memes or something. <laughs> or TikTok, <laughs> they can get on TikTok. Get on TikTok, get to younger people. They don't care about anything right now. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't care. So um, so what's, what's, what's the future holding for you at the moment, Nico? Are you still going on with your business, the podcast, and going strong? Anything else in the pipeline? Yeah, so I'm kind of shifting. And this was actually before Corona. Um, you know, a lot of times when I talk to business owners, they need marketing, they need help. And then we talk about price um, and then they don't necessarily have the budget to hire someone to do it for them. Um, and I get that. Like when we had the farm, we wouldn't have been able to hire anyone. So, yeah. um, but they don't really know what to do either. They're not really sure where to get sure. started. Um, and you know, they see all of, you know, all social media, email, SEO, all of these things that they don't. So confused, isn't it? Yeah, it, it can be like, it really can be. And it can feel overwhelming. Um, and cause you know, they have enough shit in their lives to run their business. <laughs> like they don't want to sit and market it and try and figure it out too, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I've taken everything that I've learned over the last 12 years and what I do for clients and I've put it all in like a training program. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. So I'm really excited about that and it's affordable too. So I've been getting that out to business owners, um, and maybe business owners that like, they don't necessarily want to do it, but they have an employee. And so they'll pass it down to them, but they still kind of, you know, have a feel of what's going on. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. Um, yeah. So oh, that's been really, that's been really good because obviously the, the, your experience of what you've been doing and it's obviously with your agency and stuff, you've got this plethora of knowledge just bouncing about your head. It's obviously you can it's add value to people and giving that knowledge to other people. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's um like two hours of video instruction, like like this is exactly how you do it. Um, like a hundred pages and then all the resources that I use, like, you know, where to get pictures. Like people don't like, sometimes I talk to people and they're like, Oh, I just pull this from Google. And I'm like, please don't do that. I mean, they will literally like somebody will sue you. Like I have seen it happen. <laughs> <laughs> somebody will sue you. I love it. Um, so yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, really excited to share it with them because I know the budget restraints, I know the frustration, but you get, I mean, you need to grow your business. Um, so well, I said marketing can be so complicated. Um, the thing is, as well, you don't realize that when you start your own business, when you do things, you could be a shop owner, but you're not a shop owner. You're obviously a shop owner. You're obviously, and then you're an accountant, but you're also a marketer as well. Everyone mm -hmm. doesn't realize you have to put each hat on. And marketing is literally the number one thing you need to do. Because otherwise, how are the people going to get into you? How are you going to make money if you don't? Yeah. 
advertise totally. all your stuff and put yourself out there. And it's just different ways of doing it and having to get that kind of sweet spot that everyone looks for. Yeah, totally. And then that's the thing too, because, um, you know, like you said, it's, it can be confusing and there's a lot of it. Um, so like, that's part of it too, like educating, like this is why you're doing what you're doing, you know, and this is how it's done. So like, once you understand it, I mean, it's not rocket science, like anybody can do it and understand it yeah, and do it like pretty quickly throughout the day once you yeah. get going. And so, um, yeah. So is that, is, is that in the pipeline now? Is it released yet when we're looking? Yeah, I just released it about three weeks ago. So like, the silver lining to COVID was that I finally had the time to like finish up the course and make the videos and get yeah. it all together. Fantastic. Fantastic. Is that available online? Just go straight to your website sort of thing? Yeah, it's right there on like the front page. Um, like it says, get started. Um, so and it'll take you to like the curriculum. So you'll see everything that you'll be getting. So yeah, if you go to the homepage on my website, it's right there. Fantastic. Which obviously we'll put a link in the description of this podcast so you can find it. Happy days, happy days. So, so you've got that. Anything, anything else going on? Because I think that's kept you a lot. You've got your agency. You've got, uh, you, you've got a poorly son at home with a broken a, a arm. You've got, you've got this going on. I got the podcast. Oh, how, what, the podcast. I want to talk to you. The podcast as well, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's, uh, what's the the dates of that? Is that weekly, bi-weekly? Yeah, bi-weekly? it comes out every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Um, yeah. So I just had a episode that came out this past Tuesday. Um, super awesome girl. She's a lawyer out of New Jersey. She's like, I don't know. She was like a pit bull. I love her. And um, it was a really cool conversation um, to have. So, so that's a good one to tune into. Have you had any guests that are actually a pain in the ass yet? No, everybody's been really awesome. Um, I've had a few that sometimes it's hard to like, like you said, sometimes tangents, you gotta kind of draw them back in. Um, I've had a few that got kind of political. And I'm like, oh, uh, stay away from the politics. I, stay away from the politics. And I'm just like, uh, okay, what's your favorite app? Yeah. Just <laughs> it's just so awkward. I'd say that's the rule number one. I try ten. I, I, if I bring it up, fair enough. I, if I bring it up in yeah. the conversation, we can talk about it. If someone just comes out and just go, I go, how are you? And you're like, Donald Trump's a prick. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> You know, it's like, not oh my, my God. outline that I sent you. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is I was like, oh my God, it's this sort of podcast, is it? This is the conversation we're having. Right. Okay. Let's have some of this then. It's like, oh my right. God. And then, yeah, they have a little bit of champagne and they get a little more angry. And it's just, yeah. And there's like two that I can think of that were like that. Thank God. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. So it's been, it's been going on for quite a while though, hasn't it? Yeah. July, July will be a year. Um, and so I'm actually going to and have it and i'm gonna be like the guest so i'm pretty excited about that oh wow that'd be quite good that's gonna be yeah yeah, just flip it on its head have Mm -hmm. have someone interviewing you sort of thing yeah it should be fun hopefully and it'll probably be i don't know we like to drink a lot together so it'll probably be a lot of giggles and a lot of oh that's gonna be the best way that's a few drinks chatting away that's the best way something that's the best way that's what I figured. You know, I usually record on Friday afternoons. It's a great way to end the week and just meet people and yeah, head into the weekend. Of course. Definitely. Definitely. Right. So Nicole, I think we're going to wrap it up now to be fair. It's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you. I've had a right good time. Um, yeah, all the details from yourself will be in the description. So guys, if you ever get a chance, if you're opening a business, you want to get some good marketing tips, Get yourself to Nicole. She knows her stuff. She knows what she's talking about. Um, all the details will be in the description. So, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this has been so 
much fun. Um, and yeah, let me know when you want to be on and we'll get you some bubbles somehow because that would be so much fun. Great fun, a great fun. And if you find out how to get guys, uh, and obviously Nicole, if you find a soda guy in the US who does Iron Brew, hit me up, give me a shout. I will. <laughs> I will pay you handsomely. <laughs> <laughs> right, take care, guys. Bye.